Hello, and welcome to Bubbly Bibbly, the podcast about books and bubbles, literature and libations, authors and alcohol. We love books and bubbly. We are friends who offer a curated book review section on our website and a hilarious podcast. We discuss books, drinks, and stories from our lives. I'm Rachel. And I am Carmen. Rachel, I am so excited. Okay, tell me why you're so excited. I received a juror summons in the mail last week. Oh, girl, and you're excited about it? Yes, girl, I know. A lot of people moan and groan and whine and complain about the inconvenience, but I love the thought of being behind the scenes of a court case. Is this your first time to be called up? Uh, No, and I get just as excited every single time. Uh, I've been a few times, but I've never been chosen. Maybe it's the shirt you wear that says, I see guilty people on it. (laughs) (laughs) I have seen that shirt before, but I wouldn't do anything to hurt my chances to be chosen. But, you know, they say that's one of the disqualifiers is being too eager to serve on the jury. Yeah, I know. So I'm going to have to tone it down a little bit. But this happens so infrequently that I am still going to enjoy it. But it does make for a good subject for this episode. In this episode, Carmen and I are going to take a look at titles you should read when you're getting ready for jury duty. So... I am drinking questionable morals. <laughs> it is rum, blood orange liqueur, orange juice, and fresh lime. And to be truthful, I don't have blood orange liqueur, so I just use a splash of pomegranate juice for the color. And of course, it's always delicious. Oh my God, Rachel, you're the best. Um, well, I am drinking a guilty OJ. Oh my gosh. It is from the. I love that. It's from the MinuteBartender.com website, and it is vodka, Cointreau, orange juice, lemon juice, lime juice, and simple syrup. So you mix all of that, you shake, strain, and enjoy. And yes, everyone knows he did it. (laughs) I just got done reading Georgie All Along by Kate Claiborne. I read it for Book Club that we had last Thursday. And I read it in just a couple of days. It is a sweet, sweet, and it's well-written little rom-com. It was so fun and so enjoyable. I love it. This So in our book club, mm-hmm. everybody kind of has their own little thing that they like to pick. And this lady always picks a sweet romance. And so it was fun. We got it in and got it out of the way. And it was really Really adorable. I have not seen or heard of this one. I'm going to have to... Is it one that you would recommend? It sounds like a palate cleanser. It is. And it's um, it's really sweet. Some little things in there. And it just... Yeah, I would recommend it. Okay. I'm going to have yeah. to add that. Um, I am reading The Little Liar by Mitch Album. And I love this author. He's one that I will readily purchase any title by him because I know it's going to be good. That being said, 
I really did not want a World War II Holocaust book right now, but that's what I got. So mm. I'm also reading Hot Flash Divas that was loaned to me from a friend at work. But mainly, I'm watching movies for the Oscars. Oh, that's right. Have they have the nominations been released yet or have they? Not at the time of this recording, but the Golden Globe, uh, the Golden Globes nominations were announced and that's how I started. And then the Golden Globes were on. So I'm following those and it's usually pretty similar. You warned us that you would be watching rather than reading until March. So I guess this is the season. Yes. Um, Plus, I seem to be in a bit of a reading slump right now. I'm just not excited to read. So I'm just going to go with it. But I will need something for the courthouse wait coming up. Well, let's get started. If you look at library shelves, there are a ton of books about trials, lawyers, and yes, juries. And if you read them, you know that the juries are very likely to be murdered. Well, not really, (laughs) but that would make for a good plot. (laughs) (laughs) When I think of a courtroom drama, I immediately, in my mind, go to John Grisham. Yes, when I went through the Grisham phase where I had to read a lot of his titles... Mm-hmm. I did, too. And then they go and cast Tom Cruise as uh, the lead in the firm. And it was a very intense book, and he is a very intense actor. So I thought it was really good casting, and it made me want to watch other movies based on his books. Well, another author that comes to mind is a newer one, and he's from our great state of Alabama and actually from our area, Robert mm-hmm. Bailey. As a matter of fact... I think you hosted a reading with him a few years ago, right? That is correct. Uh, He and his wife came to a group of about 50 people to talk to us, present a reading, and offered to sign copies of our books. It It really was a great night. That was after his first novel, I believe, which is The Professor. And since then, he has two series out, all dealing with the law. And he's a civil defense attorney in Huntsville, and I am a huge fan. I have that one on my TBR, uh, TBR list, and I've we our book club actually did Rich Blood, mm. uh, one of his other books. He's really... A very good writer. I've, I've enjoyed his books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And since we've named two authors in the legal thriller genre, let's start naming titles that are based in this category and see if we can scratch the itch of a wannabe juror. Well, my first is the Michael Connolly series, The Lincoln Lawyer. Mickey Holler is main, the main character, and he's called The Lincoln Lawyer because he operates out of the back seat of his Lincoln Town Car. And if that doesn't make you want to read it, I don't know what will. Well, yeah, I do. Because (laughs) there is a series, (laughs) a TV series for these books. And as you know, the books are always better. But the lead in the series, Manuel Garcia Ruffalo as Mickey Haley Holler is wonderful. Like, he's just beautiful to look at. (laughs) Yes, that is so true. Um, Scott Turo is another tried and true author 
for legal thrillers. I was introduced to him through the movie version of his title, Presumed Innocent, which starred Harrison Mm -hmm. Ford. And it was a great movie. But like you said, the book was so much richer than the movie. Oh, always. And like Robert Bailey, he has a few series that you can delve into for your legal thriller fix. Didn't he also write uh, Burden of Proof, which was a mini series starring one? He's one of my favorite actors, Hector Alonzo. Alonzo, yes, yes, yes. It's called the Kendall County Legal Thriller series. And for you trivia buffs, Brian Dennehy starred in both the movie Presumed Innocent and the series The Burden of Proof. And what about Greg Isles? I think some of his novels and series skirt around that edge of legal thriller. Um, I'm not sure they would quite fit the bill. However, if you want a fast-paced story of taking down police corruption or organized crime and delving into historical conspiracies, you might want to check out that author. That's a pretty solid list of legal thrillers for my wait at the courthouse. Where are we going next? True crime, baby. My friend Darcy is a huge fan of true crime podcasts. As a matter of fact, I think she went to a live show of the My Favorite Murder podcast. They are the women who end their show by saying, stay sexy and don't get murdered. That is so funny because I love their podcast. Emma actually introduced me to it and Mm -hmm. we were listening to it in the car going to Orlando or something. And... You know, they cuss a lot. And Emma, <laughs> they do, right? So okay, they we started the podcast, and like within three sentences, Emma paused it. She goes, oh, by the way, Mom, they cuss a lot. I just <laughs> kind of forgot about it because you just stopped listening for it. You know, and I'm like, uh-huh. it's uh-huh. okay, babe, you know. Um, <laughs> but it's pretty good advice. Stay sexy, don't get murdered. Um There's definitely a surge of true crime stories, don't you think? The podcast, Court TV, high-profile defendants like O.J., Johnny Depp have just added fuel to the fire. Yes. So let's start with the best-selling true crime book of all time. It's Vincent Bugliosi's Helter Skelter, written in 1974. It details the Manson family murders, and Bugliosi was the prosecutor in the case, so it's a pretty solid firsthand experience of the investigation, the arrest, and finally the prosecution. The second best-selling true crime is another title and author that we're all familiar with. It's In Cold Blood by Truman Capote. Uh, This was the first of its kind because uh, Capote went writing, was writing it as it was happening. He heard about the murder and he drove to Kansas to write about it. He did a huge amount of research and interviews. However, he was also fictionalizing some things, which was unfortunately uh, brings the whole unreliable narrator into view. Instead, it's an unreliable 
author. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's been decades since I read that book, but I do remember that it spends a lot of time on the killers and why yeah. they did it, what their relationship was with one another before and then after the killings, and it goes right up to the execution of them. I I thought, and I may be remembering this wrong, but it was less about the murder and catching them and more about the men who slaughtered the, the Cutter family. Yeah, agreed. I think if you want a more balanced story, then read Devil in the White City by Eric Larson. Uh, you and I both mm. read this book. It's a really good pick. Um, it is the dual story of the Chicago's World Fair and all the hurdles that it had to overcome to make it this huge success. And it's about America's first serial killer, H.H. Holmes, who built this murder castle to lure and kill women who were attending the World's Fair. The story is very well done, and it was well-researched. But then again, um, Larson has been accused of some exaggeration. So. Yeah. You know, that that book really had a lot of good teaching moments historically because mm-hmm. I didn't realize before I read this book how unlikely Chicago was physically to host something like the World's Fair and what they had to do because of all of the water and the the lakes yeah. and everything up there. And the the landscape architect that handled that was quite brilliant. And just the reason it's called the White City and the fact that none of the buildings were meant to be permanent, it, it was all very, very interesting to me from yeah, the it was really World's cool. Fair perspective. Um, so Zodiac by Robert Graysmith is another very popular true crime title. So this time, though, the killer was never caught. So the author, Graysmith, was a cartoonist when the murders occurred, and he became absolutely obsessed with the case and worked untold hours trying to crack the code of the Zodiac's letters. Um, as a matter of fact, he attributes the decline of his two marriages to his obsession. Uh, and it made for a pretty good movie starring, again, Eye Candy, Jake Gyllenhaal as Graysmith. Uh, yummy. <laughs> well, <laughs> next, let's look at some more courtroom drama fiction. Yeah, I think... I think I would be immediately excused if they saw me come into the courtroom with a copy of In Cold Blood. When I think of good books to read, I always think of Twelve Angry Men by Reginald Rose. I love the movie, but I don't think I've ever read the book. It, it was actually written as a play, and the only play I can ever remember reading is The Glass Menagerie by Tennessee Williams, and that was in school. Yeah, same. It would definitely be a good intentional read book that mm-hmm. would mark at least two boxes for you if you're doing any kind of challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one you may want to look into is 
Anatomy of a Murder by Michigan Supreme Court Justice John D. Volker under the pen name of Robert Traver. Volker based the novel on this 1952 murder case in which he was the defense attorney. Oh, so it's the best of both worlds. It's a novel based on a true case. Right. Um, You know, I've heard about this, but I don't know much about it. I do know that it was very popular and made into an Otto Preminger movie that is now considered a classic. Yeah, it shows both sides of the story, making them both understandable. Basically, an an attorney is trying to prove a man's innocence by temporary insanity when his wife is raped and beaten. I I think it's worth a, a read. Mm. And it's from a 1952 murder case. I bet it's well written, too. Yeah. You know, they they seem to follow um, back then. They seem to follow the books pretty closely when they made movies. Now, right. we talked about Truman Capote earlier, and that brings me to probably the most popular courtroom drama ever, To Kill a Mockingbird, which was written by Capote's best friend, Nell Harper Lee. Now, it's a book, a movie, a play, a Pulitzer winner, and really stands the test of time. Uh, As a matter of fact, the Broadway Theater League is hosting a production of To Kill a Mockingbird that Mm -hmm. stars Richard Thomas. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Yes. That's probably a title you could take into the courtroom without being automatically dismissed. I, (laughs) I found one that is not like any we have discussed so far. Because it is science fiction. Ooh, do we have some alien justice? Well, not exactly. It's Jury Duty by Peter Cauldron. An alien spacecraft is discovered under the ice in Antarctica, mm. and everyone wants a piece of it because things start to get hostile. A jury is established to represent the average global citizen being selected from one of the five permanent members of the UN Council. Oh, that is intriguing. And you're right. We haven't talked about any science fiction. That's a very different kind of jury duty. Yes. Wouldn't that be that? There's no shortage of books out there that you could choose from. It just depends on which route you want to take. So after all this, which way are you leaning toward Carmen, what are you thinking about taking? Well, Anatomy of a Murder interests me because it's a classic and I can watch the movie and compare it after. It seems like the movies, like I said, made from books back in the day were close to the adaptations of the source material. And I really, really like that about older titles and old movies. Not so much these days, but the alien spaceship intrigues me too. And... You know, honestly, it has a very vanilla title with jury duty. I would never think that that's what it was about. Well, I'm sure I speak for everyone when I say that we're looking forward to seeing what you choose. And the sound of our cheering fans means it's time for listener comments. We asked how you recover from stress and activities of the holidays, and I love some of the answers. Uh, Teresa's answer is that she tries for a slow and quiet holiday so that she's not stressed to begin with. I am very impressed. 
And Kimberly is a girl after my own heart. She spent a full day on the couch reading and listening to three books on the 27th. That's amazing. I love our daily questions that we've been posting, and we really appreciate all of those who comment on them. Let us know what you think Carmen should read while she waits to be chosen on a jury. And maybe some recommendations of what not to read. As hilarious as it would be to go into the courtroom with a copy of In Cold Blood, I don't want to sabotage my chances for a laugh. Well, at least not this time. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, you know, if you had a Kindle, <clears throat> it would solve your problems. You could read whatever you wanted. That's true. That's true. Well, check us out on all our social media and keep connecting with us. We mentioned the daily questions earlier, and there are a lot of looks on those daily questions. But sometimes you guys don't reply to all of them. So just take a minute, reply to them. It does wonders for our algorithm, and it lets us know how to keep in touch with our followers a little better. And if you haven't joined our private Facebook group, search on Bubbly Bibbly in the groups section and ask to join. And remember, Robert Frost said, the jury consists of 12 persons chosen to decide who has the better lawyer. <laughs>